CCC Convicted Christian Community, what is going on? We've got a very special podcast for you today. That's the right. music to start off is a little bit of a theme for what's to come, but I thought I'd start with saying we are Convicted Christian Community. That's and it. We are a podcast that talks about all things Christian. Amen. 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 We've got a couple of exciting things for you today. First thing is we've actually looked at uh, setting up this room differently, KA. Yeah, that's right. We spent... Literally a whole weekend. Yeah. Moving stuff. No, the around. whole week really. Like yeah. last night even. Um oh just do you see that ring light there? Oh, Dude, yeah. I went like I went yeah. like eleven PM last night, I drove over oh, to Birkenhead. Really? Picked this up. Oh yeah, you picked yeah. up that one? Yeah, it took yeah. took us a forty minute drive. You guys can't see the light, but it looks yeah, really cool. Yeah, but it uh but it's good. Yeah. So it was worth the drive. Oh absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We also got like the light set up in here screens everything it. it's actually really exciting this is a proper podcasting studio that's it d likes to say it's a vibe man yeah, such a vibe whoa who's this third voice in Yo, this podcast we've got a third voice that's the other exciting news for today is we have a special guest on for you only his name is camilla camillo i was gonna say camilla camillo <laughs> that Camilo. That was so lame. This, 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 is, the, this is the quality that you have this to This is speak, the quality so. and the level of humor that you're going to get. What's going on? Tell us a little bit about yourself, Camilo. Yeah, so like you said, my name's Camilo. Yeah, you're from Chile, isn't it? Yeah, from Chile. So yeah. born here, but both my, both my parents are Chilean. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, sweet. Did you like that intro music? I loved it, man. Yeah. Is it well I know the song, yeah. yeah I, there I, you know go. I just searched up on Spotify. Good Chilean songs, yeah. and that came up. So. Yeah. <laughs> we're there, we're there. Yeah. So you work as a pastor. Yeah. So um, oh, okay. I've been a pastor about two, three months now yeah. in, in like a university role. But before that, I interned at church, did all that stuff, you know, so faithfully. Kind of felt the call to ministry when I encountered God the first time and kind of never looked back from there. But mm. yeah, yeah it's been a crazy journey to, to see uh, where God's taken me, but yeah, yeah, definitely not something I expected to do in my lifetime. See, yeah, see, I had the, I had the vibes from this guy, man. So like, yeah, the vibe, you, man. yeah, I had the vibes, man. The vibes, you can do with the face as well. The vibes, <laughs> the vibe was that, like, it's. I think your story to how you became a Christian, you know, I think is amazing. I actually saw you at the in front of the church doing a bit of a testimony. Um, you didn't really go. You know, full detail in your life was that story. But first time you went to this church? Not the first time, but like Early. I, you know, you know, a few weeks after I, I saw you come up, and I was like, oh yeah, like you know, I saw the way you dress and like your haircut and stuff, like a little, little bit gangster. Not He's your pretty typical. Fresh, eh? Not your He's, typical. He looks pretty fresh out there. Yeah, yeah, he looks, he looks fresh, right? <laughs> I'm like, most pastors don't look that fresh. So like, yeah, what, yeah. what's it? Uh, yeah. I, I feel like he's picked something up, and like you know, there's yeah. a, there's a plug with the with the world, you know, with the way. With where he presents himself. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, that's, I feel like there's an opportunity in there. So that's why mm. I felt the intrigue to invite Camilo to this podcast. Yeah. Have a bit of a yarn. So but you go to the same church as yeah, Camilo, yeah. but you also don't know too much about his nah, story. No, nah, I don't. Nah. And I don't really know too much about the church either. Oh, there you go. To be yeah. honest. Because, so, you know, we live in a town where we're like, where we have to go to a church for about five to six years to actually really know it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit slow where we live in it. A bit would, slow, would eh? Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm probably not five to six years out, but uh, yeah. it does take a bit of time to, yeah, okay. to get it going. So, so you just think you know, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe that's, yeah, that's it. Maybe I just think I know what's going on. So uh, I know what's going on in this well, church. We, we invited a guest for a reason, so we should let him talk. We should. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, the plug before. My other job that I do is side hustle. I'm a, I'm a sneaker plug, so I'm pretty involved in the hype beast culture. How's yeah, business? Really? No way. Uh, pretty, pretty booming, man. Hey, that's <laughs> what I said. Booming. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> So I supply it for a store. Um, one of my mates is a store in Adelaide called Far From Studios. What's so it called? Far From Studios. Okay. Like for them. Far From Yeah, Far studios. From Studios. 
So yeah. even their stories, like the dude's a Filipino guy, wasn't born in the Philippines, but was born here. Yeah. Doesn't feel Filipino enough to immerse himself in Filipino culture. Yeah. But then he's too Filipino to be in Australian culture. Yo. Yo, so I was yo, like, yo, 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 yo. We, sneaker selling pasta. That's a bit of a side, like a bit of cat of worms that we actually want to talk about. So you're saying he, he's Filipino, born in Australia. Yeah. But... He feels too Filipino to be immersed in Australian culture. Yeah, mm. but then he's too Aussie to be. Do you know what? I reckon. Deep, and, man. This might be the same for you, man. It's right, for, for you. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. I, I felt that growing up. You too. <laughs> Actually, every single person in this studio is cultured. So, yeah. like yeah. Chilean background, I've got Sri Lankan background, yeah. Korean. Korean background, and we got a pretty Indonesian. Indonesian background. Josh, yeah. Indonesian. Yeah. Yeah. You speak Bahasa, bro. Do you speak Bahasa? I could think of Indonesia and took. Empat bulan. That's what? Yeah. This guy is multi-talented. Wow, gila. Multi-talented. Any, 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 any pastors so in America, you need some hookup. Camilo's got you. Camilo, every language. How, how many languages? Language? Oh, I'm a fool, bro, but I just love languages, bro. That's me. So you can speak that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. What language no, do you I'm, speak? I'm proud, Spanish, man. Indonesian. I'm Indonesian so scratchy now, but yeah. English, and then I'm delving into Italian and Portuguese. and That was wow. similar. Once you get one, it... I'm wow. getting off from there, but yeah, like this guy would speak yeah, he can speak a few languages as well. Yeah. Can we come back to that sneaker business? Yeah. So what yeah. do you what do you do with it? So I um I've got people that I I go to connections that I won't say, but you kind of yeah you never ruin <laughs> you your plug, yeah, man. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Bro. But um I just saw shoes for people. So someone would be like, hey, I want a size ten of these off white blazers. Um, yeah. Can you hook me up? Mm. So then they'll say I would say to them, hey, what's your budget? They'll be like, oh, eight, nine hundred bucks. So I want to try and purchase it for under that, so I can make my side of yeah. the profit. Mm. But yeah. if not, I just I don't mind saying eight hundred. Even if it was bucks. like thousand two hundred, the guy pays for it. You're not out of pocket. Yeah. But wow. half the time what I do, I never even pay for the shoes. I just get the other person to pay for pay it. For yeah. it they just pay me the difference. So you're basically like a mediator. Yeah, the mediator. Around the world? Uh, more Australia at the moment because the wow. culture is massive in Sydney and Melbourne. Oh, it's huge. But yeah. no one cares in Adelaide. So I can yeah. go line up at a, at a store and no one's lining my, up. My background's from Melbourne. Yeah. And like, yeah. Why? That, that culture there's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So the way that I, I saw as an opportunity was sourcing Adelaide. Yeah. Send it to Sydney and Melbourne. Wow, right, right. because we get the same amount of stock. That's it, bro. We know? need SA to get on the map. Hundred percent. That's what we're trying to do with this podcast or, as well. Or not really in Camilo's case, right? Oh, true. He, he wants, wants to be he wants sneaky. To go under. He wants a sneak attack. Does he <laughs> want to be sneaky? Yeah, that's, sneaky. that was good, man. Sneaky. Great. We love, we love sneakers. cheesy puns here. That's it. I got one. I got one for you actually. Uh, this is this is really bad. Okay, hit me. <laughs> What's some good advice for somebody who's travelling to the Andes Mountains? What? Bring a jacket. It's chilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's we, just move we, on. We ring the bell when we want to move on. <laughs> let's just move on. Yeah, let's just move on from that. Okay. So, you grew up in Australia. Yeah. Parents from Chile migrated here. Uh, do you have any other siblings? Yeah, I got two sisters. So yeah. I got an older one and a younger one. Yeah. Um, older ones living in Queensland somewhere, yeah. and then my younger ones like wanting to move into states. So I'll be the only one left here. Oh soon. yeah. Yeah. Nah. yeah, that's it. But Run yeah, grew up, grew up here, um, grew up in like a government housing in our first couple of years and stuff. So okay. full migration story type of thing. Yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. Us, yeah, straight up. How'd you become a Christian? Get us with it. Yeah. Oh man. Get saucy. Let's do it. There's, such a, big, there's such a big lead up to it though. But um, like I had moments before I became a Christian where I knew of Christianity, but I didn't turn to it. Right. So like I, I shared, I think the time you were there, mm. I shared about my dad having an accident and he fell off a ladder when I was 10. Mm. Yeah. Um, so he became brain dead. But the, the difference with it was that we were never tight growing up. He was never present. So mm. for me, I didn't really care. But I saw a miracle 
from God because in Chile, right, there's like everyone there's a Catholic. They all believe in God. They all yeah. pray for each other. But there was this TV show that they had. You submit your story and the whole country kind of prays for you. Oh, wow. Really? Like it's a TV show. A TV show. Yeah. Wow. I don't know what it's called, but I remember yeah. mum, because the accident happened on my mum's birthday. <laughs> and then the year after mum's birthday present for my auntie was to get her on this show. So they shared a whole story on the show. And my dad was like in a coma. He was told he's going to die like four or five times. He had pneumonia and ICU. It was like a real messy story. We all like moved into the one house afterwards and there was like 20 of us living in one roof. Well, like, all yeah. yeah. In Australia? Yeah, our family that Whoa. were here, our immediate family moving together because everyone just stopped working. We just supported each other. Mum stopped working. Like, so everything just piled up debt-wise. and To support you? To support us, yeah. Wow. Was, so, that, was it like, tell us about the house. Is it like a big house or just like a regular house? Oh, it was like a four-bedroom house, but one of the houses, one of the rooms, sorry, was like a massive rumpus room that we just converted into a... Yeah, still 20 bedroom. people. Yeah. So, yeah. so in Australia as well, what government houses are is basically where the government owns a house mm. and fortunately gives people from like essentially low socioeconomic yeah. or struggling families, mm. migrants and stuff, mm. a place to live. And you're, you're saying you were living in that house. Yeah, we started off in a house. Like Normally that. three, four, five people are supposed to live in a house. Yeah, but yeah. most government houses have like 15 and 20 people. Yeah, but there. by this point though, we already moved out of that. So um, yeah. when the accident happened when I was 10, we were in our first home. Oh, you moved we, into a home, yeah. We moved into a home. But Righto. yeah, we have to sell it pretty quick because debts and all that kind of piled up. Yeah. But from there, right, my dad recovered. He talks, he drives, he does everything that a normal person does. From being brain dead. From being brain dead. Oh. So he had half a brain that was functioning had liquid in his brain, had to get it drained, has a titanium skull. And right now he lives in Chile, like just traveling, wow. chilling with friends. Living the best life. Yeah, living the best life. <laughs> living his best life. Because um, he was always like a bit of a hippie growing up. We used to tour Australia, go on a different festival, selling jewelry out of a van. Like that was really? my upbringing. Yeah, that, right. Wow. Like, that was your upbringing. That was my upbringing. Wow. So that was us, you know yeah. what I mean? So, Are um, your parents Christian? They've got a Catholic background. Catholic but background, right. The thing, the thing with my dad, it's crazy. Right? I learned forgiveness, not only because of the Bible, but when I got to learn the story of, um, of where my dad came from, my dad's parents were orphans. Okay. So then I was yeah. like, yeah, I can't really judge him because he received what, like the minimum of what a, a child should receive from parents. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So when I learned that story, it was really easy to forgive him for the past and it's, you know, no one in the family really talks to him, but I'm the only one that reaches out and loves on him. And wow. everyone asks me how, and I just say, well, if you know his story and also if you have the grace of God, it's not a hard thing to mm. do. Mm. You know, no one's unforgivable. Yeah. So, Amen. You know, it sucked at the start and whatever, but, you know, we are here now. And I was chatting to him the other day and he's trying to come back. And, you know, there's all these complications of COVID over the last few yeah. years of him trying to come back into the country. But, but yeah, fully recovered. Fully independent from what I'm Fully again. independent, has yeah. a driver's license. Like, you know. None of this stuff was meant to happen, but it did. Yeah. And looking back at it now, I think it was the timing of it was when that TV show came on mm. and the whole nation was kind of praying for my dad's recovery. Yeah, wow. I saw awesome. the correlation of him getting better Yeah. while the yeah. prayer was like starting. That's mm. kind of like a divine in, in, intervention yeah. that God's so, played. So that was my first instance of Christianity, but I didn't act on it. I didn't care about it. And I was like, oh, cool, whatever. Like, God. Would you say you were spiritual growing up? Not really. Nah. Like, yeah, right. We're more just like the hippies, free right. type of stuff. Mm. Like Spiritual in some way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so then with that, you know, I was 14, 15 at this point, starting involved with drugs, started selling drugs, started right. doing all this stuff. Um, luckily, my first years of high school was at a really awesome Christian school where I met a couple of guys that invited me to youth. 
Um, and I just thought, sick, like a couple of girls are going to be here. Like, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just so, like 90% of uh, yeah. youth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Youth. Yeah. So that's <laughs> why I rocked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's why I rocked up to youth. It, was, it wasn't because I wanted to experience God or anything. Yeah. I was just like, cool, there's going to be yeah. some girls here. Yeah. Mm. So it was really cool because I got to meet some cool people from school that got me involved in youth and in church. But I still never encountered God at this point. So yeah. I was at youth for about a year or two without encountering God. Can I ask you a question? Uh, like what got you to the drugs? Yeah. Oh, I think, so I bring in stuff like I, I went, you know, I will get vulnerable and deep, but I bring in, I had like sexual abuse stuff in my background. I'm yeah, able to right. talk about it now because it's overcome and whatever. Yeah, okay. But, you know, there's a lot of hurts. There's a lot of messy upbringing stuff involving family and all that stuff that mm. kind of just, I didn't have a way out. And then because I was a, the only guy in my family at the point when my dad had his accident, mm. I felt having to carry the load of the man of the house as a 13, 14 year old. Yeah. And the pressure, I think the way that Latino families are brought up, it's based on respect mm. and obviously love, but you, you feel the respect aspect more, mm. you know, everything's conditional. You have to do this because I'm your parents. And if you don't, then you're the worst child ever. And yeah. I kind of felt the pressure of you're the man of the house now, but I'm like, I'm 14. I don't know yeah. what to do. You're, just, <laughs> like, you're trying to figure out life. Yeah. yeah. So then the saying that I was used to tell myself was I became a husband to my mum and a father to my sisters. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's too much to carry. Mm. Like so, as yeah, a 14 so you, year old. So, we were doing some stuff. Oh, hundred percent. Carrying a family in yeah, that yeah. way. hundred percent. So wow. it was one of those things where I had to learn to lead a family alongside my mum, which was really weird. But then at the same time, how did I like have a, an out from this? You know what mm. I mean? So, I had a couple mates from primary school, a couple friends from from kind of basketball teams and that that were starting drugs at 13, 14. Wow. Yeah, wow. Just kind of got involved. We're talking pushing hard, hard yeah. drugs. And then yeah. it escalated quick, started yeah. selling drugs, started using them, started yeah. becoming pretty dependent on them. I was probably smoking a joint every day at this point. Wow. wow. At 14, um, 15. 14, 14 15. Yeah. And you went yeah. to a Christ, Christian school. Yeah. yeah. So the crazy part of it was it was so easy to put on an act like at youth and in front of my youth right. leader. Yeah. But the whole time they just had no idea. What like, and really? I have like yeah. weed stench coming off your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but there were times. No, you spray that Lynx DO. <laughs> the, yeah. Lynx Africa worked well. Actually, yeah. our producer literally used half a can today did, that's why there's a nice did you did you no use half I'm a can of it it was no, like 30 seconds just what we should call it listeners what is the correct amount of time you should be using do is it five seconds 10 seconds 40 seconds what do you think let Wait, us know you i don't i don't nice, i don't man. use Come do on. yeah i know i can tell yeah <laughs> 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 anyway so going to this school Kind of living two lives essentially. Yeah. yeah. Bit so, of like Harvey Dent Two Face. Wait, I've, yeah. I've got a question. D- did you sell the drugs to like Christian. your high school mates? Other Christian Other school Christian attending kids? kids? Like, what, did you have customers in your school? Yeah, yeah, no, I had lots of customers <laughs> in my school. I mean, uh, <laughs> don't, don't name any. Okay. No, I I okay. Steve, John, Alex, yeah. what's up? Yeah, what's up? That, that, <laughs> I won't name any, but there was, there was one week my youth leader, like, I love this guy to death. Um, he's still, I still hang out with him now. He uh, gives so much wisdom still, but. He called me up because I wasn't at youth this one week, right? Yeah. And he goes, where are you? And then he noticed that another youth kid wasn't there, but I had taken him out to a party with me. Oh, but the well. parents just thought it was a sleepover. We're going to watch a movie. Yeah. I think we told the parents. Go to youth group. Watch. Yeah, we're going to watch a movie. <laughs> and then he became a regular customer. Wow. But yeah. like, yeah. he's not in church anymore, so I feel pretty bad for that one. But yeah. Oh, wow. Do you know what I mean? It's one of yeah. those things where you don't know what your actions in the moment can have later in yeah, terms of, of spiritual walk on yeah. other people. Yeah. You know, so... But yeah, had plenty of customers, man. Yeah. Wait, wait. Did that still... did that guy that you took out of the youth group to go to a party? Is he a Christian? 
not now. anymore. No, no, that's not what he's saying. He's, mm, he's yeah. walked away. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, for now, for now. For now. For now, yeah. Mm. I still have faith he comes that's back, it. man. But, but yeah, that was youth group, man. So youth group what was What were you a, thinking about youth when you were going? Because it uh, sounds like you, you're going for a period of time. It wasn't just like two months, the girls, yeah, not that fun, move on. You kept going. So with youth, I kept going. I think something just kept drawing me back. The mm. thing was the community. I wasn't a part of there a, you go. There you a, go. a family at home where it was like a loving, respectful place. It's not that they didn't love me. Yeah, it, yeah. It's not that they didn't do right by me. But because it was such a pressure, I was like, I just don't want to be here. Yeah. Do you know so what I mean? It was like you felt embraced yeah. at youth. Yeah. The youth ministry was more like, hey, we don't care what you've gone through. We, we just love you where you're at. And like yeah. even until like two years ago, people, I've been in this church for eight, nine, ten years. Yeah. Up until two years ago, no one knew about my dad until I like just said it yeah. one day. Yeah. And it just kind of came out. And I just assumed everyone knew, but no one yeah. knew. And I just thought, <laughs> man, these guys aren't judgmental like yeah. at all. You know, the stigma of, oh, Christians are judgy and stuff. Mm. I feel like you can get into that place if you if you look for that type of opinion mm. from people of you just want to, add the stereotype to the person and justify it. But yeah. in a sense, like, mm-hmm. I just felt love from this community. Just yeah. un- Same church though, yet now? Same church, same campus. Where you started youth. Same, yeah. Wow. So I started at City Campus as a youth kid and I'm yeah. now working at City yeah. Campus as an right. So, so, so what, what does it, like a, basically a child, right, yeah. who's been, who's had a pretty checkered past, you know, obviously has dependency on substance and things like that. What does a child like that deem as love? Awesome. In, um, in, a, in a group like mm-hmm. that, yeah. Yeah, I think just like, because I was the, the needy friend, I was like calling up drunk, I was calling up, you know, like I used to do things to test people if they would stay around, right? Wow. Because for yeah. me, I had so many people leave out of my life as yeah. a kid and stuff. I was just like, oh, I'm going to test you then. Wow. So I remember even my youth leader, like a month or two in, I like ran away from home and he found me. Mm. And I was like, my test of like, all right, this guy's legit and he's going to do anything for me. Yeah. So that was for me a thing of you passed my test, therefore you love me. Mm. But wow. that was yeah. on the on the moral compass that I had made of what love was. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, this is what love is based on what I think it is. But no way near what it actually is. So yeah. what's mind blowing is that even his wrong definition of what love is, God still met him there. Mm. I think that's, I think that's the real heart moving moment. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Because I remember it, I was like, I went to the prime or the like the the middle campus of Norwood Marialda, right? Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. I went to senior campus, but I live near the middle campus, and okay. I was just like chilling there at the basketball ring, and he was like, "Where are you? Where are you?" And I was like that kid that was like super suicidal, super like. I just wasn't mentally there, you know what yeah, I mean? Right. So yeah. for me to test someone and for them to come through the test, it's as selfish as it sounds, I was like, that was like one of the most powerful things in my life. Yeah. I remember we like embrace, he hugged me and he was like, don't ever do this to me again, bro. I was like, don't worry, man, I won't. And then from there, I just became a part of his family. Like I'll go over their house and the mum would cook us like ministering his soup. And I'm just like. <laughs> ministering his soup sucks, man. I'm not going to lie. Sucks. <laughs> it sucks. But, like, but it's food, dude. Yeah. And, and cooked by a loving mum. Yeah. So <laughs> even just being at the dinner table and just being like, whoa, we're never like, this yeah. just feels so normal, so mm. natural. And it's not that at home didn't. I just yeah. had this pressure. Do you so. know what? Like, that's, the harsh reality is like, that's not the norm for a lot mm. of people, like mm. having that yeah. sit down meal with family and stuff. How, how old was this youth leader at that time? So he would have been 21. He's 30 now. Wow. So he, yeah, 20. he literally was like a young adult. Young He's youth probably leader. figuring out life for himself 100%, as well. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Wow, that's, and that's he's, he's the man awesome. I respect he's most lad, in yeah. my whole like my whole upbringing, my whole life. Is he still he's, at your church? He's still at my church. He yeah. works at church as well. Oh, he works um, at, yeah. I see him all the time. And every time I see him, I'm just like, I actually understand what you did for me. Like yeah. the older I got, the more respect I had for him. He's, he's kind of like that 
Brother, you never had. Hundred percent, man. He's a brother you have right now. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And the cool thing with it then is the youth pastor at the time is also my boss now. So we've been working right. ministry together for like ten years, yeah. eight years, nine years. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the youth pastor got to know then. Kind of, I kind of went a bit weird with church for a bit, and then came back, and you know, now I've walked with him the whole time. Yeah. So the people yeah. that were there from the start are still there now. Still there. And like. If that doesn't speak volumes to you about what God's love is, yeah, like, and it's a it. testament to our ministry as well. When people stick around for that long, like, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, so now you've so that's with today's podcast. What I wanted to talk about was a Camilo in the past and Camilo today. So, yeah. so you well, mentioned. I feel a, like we're still getting there, though. Yeah, because yeah, we're, we're still we, getting there. Yeah, we're still getting there. I haven't encountered. We haven't heard. We haven't heard his yeah encounter with God. Yet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so what, we, what we're at right now is we're at. Uh, Bit of a checkered, like youth, like yeah. bit of abuse, yeah. grown up, started getting into drugs and other stuff and all yeah. that. Go into youth to meet some girls and uh, meet in family, actually. Yeah. There. Mm-hmm. yeah. And we're, go- we're still there for like a couple of months yeah. going on. So I was there, I, I wasn't encountering God in a sense until I was like 17. So from 15 to 17, I was kind of in youth, mucking around a bit. I, I definitely loved hanging out with the people, loved mm. the community, but I just, when the whole God thing happened, I put my hand up a couple of times, but I never encountered him. Yeah. So I was like, I felt the pressure. This is the other aspect of, I felt the pressure from a church of like, I had to put my hand up mm. to be like accepted. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. I need to be a Christian so that mm. these guys like still keep hanging out with me. Yeah. But I was totally wrong with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, met people at church, met some Christian girls, um, started dating one from another campus and she was being trained up to leadership and all this stuff. And I'm just, you know, still attending. So what happened after that is I got this girl pregnant, all right? Oh, crazy wow. story. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Crazy story. And yeah. I've shared this before to many people now because now it's really easy. But we had this relationship that was, you know, I was, you know, sleeping around with other people beforehand, didn't really understand the whole concept of sex. And I, I didn't have a conviction of it, so I didn't care. And mm-hmm. again, that was another means to fill a hold, to fill a void. So then we ended up expecting, I freaked out, I told my mum, and then I got kicked out of home because it was like, no, that, that's not, that yeah. can't happen. It's a cultural, yeah. cultural thing. It's like an honor so, thing, right? Yeah. Honor yeah. thing. Yeah. So um, mm. I had the chat with mom and mom was just in denial. And I was like, mom, I'm so sorry, um, but I want to keep the kid. Right. So I was yeah. like, say, I was like, I'm not going to get rid of this kid. Like yeah. I might have stuffed mm. up, but that's not fair. I had that conviction well, as yeah. a non-Christian. 17 year old as well. 17 year old. <laughs> <Yeah. Wow>. um, <laughs> so I had the chat with mom and then it just got really bad at home. I had to leave home. Um, my auntie took me in, which was awesome. So shout out to my auntie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then I lived there for a bit, but I got invited to a youth camp by the youth pastor who was a different youth pastor at the Question. time. Question. Sorry. Did your youth kids know that? My, my, like the other youth leaders or the friends? No, no, your, no, no youth your, friends. your youth friends. Your friend. Oh uh, yeah. Some of them, like now, but at the time. At the time like, they didn't know. Nah, oh, your nothing. youth leader leaders My youth know? leader, I told him about it and yeah. he sat me down and gave me a lecture and then I pushed him away because I'm like, you're telling me I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. I didn't know that that was wrong. So yeah. then when I was yeah. told that I was in the wrong, yes. I was a real stubborn person. I was like, nah, I need... I need so in your mind, you like you really wanted this kid. Like, I really wanted this moving kid. Moving forward with it. Yeah, because yeah. I was just like, in my head, I also, selfishly, I said, this is a way out of my house. Mm. Yeah. Right. So the pressure of home, I'm like, this is a way to actually start fresh. Yeah. 17-year-old kid, that, yeah, is, that is big. Yeah, That's so huge. I would have yeah. had an eight-year-old by now, if like, you know what I mean? But yeah. what happened was, um, so I got invited to this youth camp, um, everything's gone well, I'm like sick. The relationship was always a shaky relationship, we were both pretty messed up people. Yeah. But we, we miscarried the kid, right? Uh, the thing that, that I've 
you know, always had to seek clarity for is I'm not sure if it was an abortion or if it was a miscarriage. And I'll never find out. Yes, you're not wow. sure. I'm still not sure to this okay. day. But I don't sit on that. All I know is, okay, yeah. I've lost something, but God, use use that for something else. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I got invited to the youth camp. So lost a kid. A couple of weeks later, I'm at a youth camp. I'm just like broken, right? Yeah, you know, of course. Broke up with this girl soon as we miscarried. So I'm like, okay, this is another chance. I don't have to go through with this. And then this girl's at the youth camp as well. So the reason I said yes to going was because the girl was like, dude, how hot would it be if we did stuff at a youth camp? And I'm like, see, wow. do you know what I mean? So yeah, that, yeah. That's what got me to this camp, right? Right. And the youth pastor at the time invited me along. He picked me up because I, I couldn't be bothered as well. So then he picked me up, drove out like 40 minutes to pick me up from northern suburbs, Parallel. Yeah. yeah. Took me there. First night, I'm like, cool. I think this God thing's like kind of real. Yeah. Awesome. But I never, I didn't respond and anything like that. Mm. Second night, this is where it gets really freaky. I, they had a ministry altar call. Yep. I had no idea in my vocabulary what the word ministry even meant. Wow. Right, right. And here I was, I responded to it because yep. I felt such, like my heart was pumping. I was like, I just couldn't, like, I can't explain the feeling that I was feeling at the time. Mm-hmm. Respond to a ministry altar call, go to the front, put my hands up. Yep. And then I'm like, okay, this is really weird. Like, what do I do, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I just felt God say, like, hey, you're called to this. And I was like. What what is You're ministry? Like, are, you like, sure? are you sure? Are you sure, God? Like, like, <laughs> You're calling me? Yeah. <laughs> um, so then I put my condition on it again because my human side of it was, nah, this can't be real. So then I said, all right, God, if you're if you're real, the, the youth pastor that's running this camp or the person with the most authority here is going to pray over my life. Then I was like, that's that's my condition. Yeah, right. And I saw the the, the head youth pastor at the time. Um, he ran all the youth campuses. He just, like, I was there, like, looking out. I was like, yeah, God. <laughs> yeah. Just a little peek. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't happening right now, huh? It's hey, like, you're, you're supposed to keep your eyes closed. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Shame. But, um, <laughs> I saw this guy, so he, he walked past me, and I was like, like, you know, yeah. like, you're wrong. But I, I told this story to, to the, the head pastor because he actually runs the church now. But mm. he rocked up to the camp for the second night. And I knew who he was because I seen him on church news and he's come to preach at events yeah. and whatever. Yeah. And he pulled me to the side and he goes, man, for some reason, God has told me I specifically have to tell you. Ministry. Wait, what? Say it again? Yeah. I mean, I miss that. So he pulled me to the side. At and this camp? At this camp. While I'm looking for the head youth pastor because I said someone, like the big dog's going to pray for yeah. you then. You know yeah. what I mean? I put that condition. And it sounds yeah. dumb, but for me it was yeah. another test. Yeah. And then when I saw the big guy walk past yeah. and didn't pray for me, I was like, well, God's not real then. Yeah. Head pastor's there to yeah. check out the camp. And even bigger dog. Even the bigger dog. Right? <laughs> no, we should say I, that, yeah. I didn't know how this is biblical at this point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But in that moment, I was like, I can't deny this. So he pulled me to the side and he goes, yeah. hey, I, I've just, like, God's told me I've got to, like, pray, minister over you. Like, this is real. Well, and I'm just like, whoa. Do yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So then at that point, I'm already dropped out of school anyway. Yeah, right. And two weeks later, I'm in Bible college. And this no, is how I've done wait, my ministry wait, journey. You're joking. Nah. That's And that moment was... Yeah. Like, I'm that was crazy. Wow. When yeah. he was praying for you, like, uh, what, were you, what were you thinking? What were you feeling? I heard nothing. Right. Because the only words that messed me up was, Kate, God's told me, I've got to pray ministry over you, like specifically you. Yeah. And because I put that condition in that moment, like asking for the big dog, the big yeah. dog youth pastor, God gave somebody bigger yeah. in a sense. And he gave something bigger than that, man. He gave him them, yeah. himself. So, so it was just one of those things. And I'm just like, I was a shook. I was like, this yeah. is so crazy to me. Yeah. And then after that youth camp, never touched drugs again, like never got drunk, stopped sleeping around, born again virgin. Shame on that. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Born again virgin. 
replay that again. Replay that again. Born again virgin. Born again virgin. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like life just did a reset. So it didn't mean that things at home and my relationships and stuff weren't weren't good. All that stuff I was still walking through it, but I had a God that helped me through it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So for me, I was, I was that smart kid in school, um, never study for tests, would get 100%. Like that was me. I was yeah. too lazy for assignments. So yeah. the way that I looked at myself in a career sense, I was like, oh, I can do whatever I want if I just applied myself. Like You had that confidence. I had yeah. that confidence. So I was like, like you pretty switched on. I was super switched on. I was yeah. a super mm. smart kid in school. You look pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> but then when I dropped out of school to do ministry, knowing me, I was I was a person that would run from things really easily. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if the theology is even right on this, but I just felt like God made ministry my only thing mm. because yeah. I I was running at any opportunity I could. Mm. You know what I mean? So when I did Bible college, man, life like changed like crazy. Right. You know? So like I said, no drugs, didn't get drunk anymore, stopped sleeping around. Like everything just kind of stopped yeah. after one encounter with God. I've got a couple of questions right. for you. Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> you go first. With this first one. So, you know, and this is maybe you can give this encouragement to, so some listeners out there would be people who've grown up Christian their whole yeah. life, right? And everyone's got sin and things that they struggle yeah. with, temptations yeah. and whatnot. And sometimes you can get to a point where it feels so strong. It's like, how do I overcome this? Yeah. And when people hear that those stories of people who, who weren't Christian and had that divine intervention and then live in this path without going down yeah. that. Can you speak into that a bit? Like, Because like, yeah, you I'll, said you, you didn't do drugs, like sex went out the door. Like pretty much turned away from your old life mm-hmm. and followed this new. Like you literally picked up your cross. How did you go with those next couple of days or months after that? Was there were you feeling those temptations? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely felt the temptation. So after I remember it. So after the first day of having those encounters, I'm going to scripture up now. But yeah, um, yeah. take take time. So I did my devotions yeah. um, the day after. Learned how to do devotions on this camp, um, and. I'll look up the translation. I think it's the New King James Version. But it's Deuteronomy 33.25. And the first thing I read that day was... Josh, do you want to just pull get that up, up for us? Up for us? Mm. Um, I think it might be the King James Version where it's worded this way. Um, but the scripture said, As thy days, so shall thou strength be. Right. So that was the first thing I saw as a person, as a, as a Christian who had just encountered God, like that new Christian fire that was yeah. going through me. And when I read, as thy day, so shall thy strength be, that just became the way that I live my life. So Deuteronomy uh, 33, 25. So as your days, so shall your, your strength be. As your days? Yeah. So shall your strength be. Yeah, okay. So the way that I read that, you know, that, that became my, my daily thing that I read in the morning, you know. Wow. And mm. This is before I knew how to do devotions, before I knew how to read scripture in context, before I knew how to you know, read the Bible and let it breathe to you and, and speak to you. Mm. The first words that I read after that was, as your day, so shall your strength be. And that yeah. the way that I took it on was, as it doesn't matter how hard every day is going to be, God's going to give you enough strength to overcome it. Amen. Mm. And then that was the promise that I just kept repeating in my head. So if I'm yeah. presented with an opportunity to do something wrong or to sin or to do the wrong thing, the first thing that comes to my head is, no, you're stronger than this, bro. Oh, yeah. Amen. 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 That's, this. that's such an encouragement. So basically what I'm hearing from that is like having God's word, yeah. meditating on that, even in those times when temptations yeah. come up, just like yeah. hold true to God's 100%. word. Mm. And it doesn't mean that temptations are not going to be like hard of to course. overcome, yeah. but at least you know that you're strong enough to do it. Yeah. You know? Did you try right. to overcome this temptation like before that encounter? Oh, many times. Because the drug habit was bad because I was spending so much money on it. Yeah. You mm. know what I mean? So. 
people who do weed, that's a cheaper drug to do. But when you start going to other drugs, you start paying a couple hundred for yeah, yeah, yeah. for a couple of hits. You, you know, I touched everything except, except for meth. That was a thing yeah. that I was scared of. Yeah. yeah. But everything else was off limits to me. And if if I didn't find God, I'm convinced like I wouldn't I wouldn't be here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So would you arguably say the temptations were easier to resist? Hundred percent easier yeah. to resist. I think because that hole that I was searching for my whole life was was filled with God this time around. Do you know what mm, I mean? Mm, so mm. instead of trying to fill that void with, with drugs and, and drinking and, mm. and girls and stuff, it's it's so easy in the moment when you're already in that habit just to be like, nah, it's not gonna hurt me. Because I didn't know right from wrong. Mm. I had no moral compass to to kind of abide from or, or to to look as a reference because mm. the moral compass everyone goes by today is actually built on the Bible. Mm. But mm. if I had no Bible, no Christian in my life mm. or no Christianity in my life, I had no moral compass to kind of go off of. Yeah. Yeah. So the things that I was doing that was bad, I didn't know were actually bad yeah. because in my head, I'm like, oh, it's mm. easy. I need this to go to bed. I yeah. need to smoke a joint before, before bed to help yeah, me have yeah. sleep. Mm. Yeah. But then as a Christian, understanding what it was, I was like, yeah, I was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I would see it, I reckon. But yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So you went to Bible college pretty much like two weeks after becoming a Christian or so. Yeah, and I had to have a, an entry interview because people were aware yeah. of the relationship. People were aware of, of my course. life and yeah. stuff. Um, and the guy that let me in was the like one of the elders and he was the Bible college principal. Yeah. Right. And he's like the theologian, the guy that knows best. And he just said, no, there's something about this. Something boy. about him. Yeah, right. How so did then, you feel? Because like you, you would have literally know nothing about the bible theology even nah. like living it out yeah because a lot of people who go to bible college have, have yeah been christian for a while and stuff like that you literally just became a new christian yeah and you mm. go into like but even then one of, the, that? one of the requirements is i had to finish school and they bypassed that so oh, really yeah wow. so i was yeah. like a, mm. i had to get in as a is that one of the conditions yeah at the time yeah i wonder why <sighs> i'm not sure but it wouldn't be a yeah. high one Surely not, yeah. Surely not, but like yeah. year 10 or something yeah. should be enough. Yeah, but it was just one of those things. There were conditions and I met none of them. Yeah. And I had to have, a, <laughs> I had to have an interview and they, they yeah. let me in because the youth pastor at the time also vouched for me. He goes, no, like, I know this boy. He's going to he's gonna be different. Yeah. Um, and now the guy that I catch up with every three weeks is a mentor. He's that the person he's that, that guy. let me in. Yeah, Man, right. I'd love to have that guy on the podcast as well. It'd be yeah. awesome to hear his side. Bring him along, mate. <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah. But you, you would have heard him preach, um, Pastor Greg, the old, the old bloke that's there. Oh, the, the weird uncle. Yeah, the weird uncle. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great, man. That's great. He's awesome. Like, he's incredible and he just speaks so much wisdom. Yeah. And even back then, he's, he says the exact same things to me now. Yeah, right. Mm. And I'm just like... Did you feel overwhelmed when you were at Bible College? Oh, 100% because yeah. I felt like I was a charity case when I walked in. Right. Because I was such... Yeah. I was the broken guy mm. that only a couple of people knew the story, but I think word got around and... You know, oh, this is the reason why this other person's not in church because he was sleeping with her and, you yeah, know, all this stuff. Because along the way, right, I was a, like, tornado. I kind of took people out along the way. Mm-hmm. So for me, coming to Christ, it took, like, three or four people out. And that's the thing that I live with. Wow. And I'm like, that sucks because I want them to come back to church. Yeah. And I know that I'm the reason they're not in church. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you pray for these people? I still pray for them every yeah. day. I've got a prayer whiteboard. I think everyone should have a prayer whiteboard and you have your things that you pray for. So what's, what's a prayer whiteboard, man? My prayer whiteboard is, I've just got a whiteboard in my room with my prayer needs. And yeah. It's hanging up. So every day I walk out my door, I walk in my room, I see it. Mm. Yeah. So it reminds right. me to pray. And I've yeah. got the list of people who I want to see saved. I've got the people I want protection over. Mm. I've got the things I want God to bless me. And yeah. I want, you know. And, um, and these people are still on there. They're still on that board. Yeah. Do you know, we, we talked about this 
in our previous podcast about mm. uh, goals for 2022 and writing them down, yeah. you're yeah. 60% more likely to achieve your goals yeah. when you write them down. Yeah. The same thing with prayer. Like you can have it in your mind, like I'm going to pray for this, for this, this, and this, mm. but you're not really going to do it. If you actually write it down, yeah. there's real benefit. I, I actually, I'm going to take you up on that. I reckon do I'm going to get a prayer whiteboard. Right. <laughs> It's right there. That, that looks like there's uh, looks some, like, some money in accounting. Look, no, it look, looks like looks like everything's oh. been achieved in this in this household. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, Kay has nothing on his board because yeah. he just already achieves it. Yeah, well, that's it. Just it's already. So before he writes it down, it's happened. <laughs> God's great like that. That's know? it. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. That's amazing, man. Yeah, yeah. So right. looking looking forward though, looking yeah. forward. So I mean, your the way you came to Christ is an amazing story. It really is. But I've heard you sort of talk about your vision, right? Yeah. And, and that's, again, amazing of it in itself. So tell us a bit more about that. For, for ministry or for, for what God's wanting to do? Like, exactly. Do both. Ministry. Give us both. Give us first yeah. uh, ministry. Yeah, cool. So I think ministry-wise, I just want to make it a place, as much as, like, I'll just say God do it, but I want to make it a place where I've just got a mix of everyone. Mm. I don't want it to be one dominating personality type or fashion brand or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. You or denomination. Into, denomination. You go into yeah. a, a ministry and you can see what type of group it is. You, you rock up and everyone's got Jordans. Okay, you guys are the hype beast. Yeah. yeah. But if your whole congregation are hype beasts, then yeah. you're only catering to a hype beast. Yeah, exactly. Like kid. Or if you just got jocks or like only sports, yeah. like sporty people. But I just want to cater to every single like type of person there is. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Uh-huh. If you're quiet, you're welcome in church. You're allowed. You're still welcome in church. It's, yeah. Don't be loud during service. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just want every time a person in the in the room because I understand I came from such a different background. But if it wasn't for an accepting congregation and community, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here. Mm. You know what I mean? And and even when I started coming to church on a Sunday, there were old ladies that looked out for me. They taught me how to do my taxes, how to do healthcare, how to do all of that stuff. Yeah, well, because they weren't judging this yeah this kid who you know looked pretty emo. Yeah, like, it's also like a really important thing is like to help someone. It's not just Bible bash them and yeah. teach them Bible. Yeah. It's also help them out with their life. Yeah, mm. exactly. It makes a huge difference. So the way I want to do ministry is like, hey, I want to put a seminar on to, to teach you how to save for a house. I want to yeah. teach you worldly things so that you can do them well mm. with the blessing of, of God. Wow. You know yeah. I mean? Awesome. Um, but then the other aspect of it is I just want people to get filthy hungry for God's presence. Yeah. Like, Amen. You know, I think we go through a phase of service has to be run this way every week and we have a structure to follow. And structure is good because the Holy Spirit can use structure. Yeah, of course. But at the same time, I love it when the Holy Spirit just moves and you throw everything out the window and you're, yeah. you're going yeah. one hour over mm. service because the yeah. congregation is so hungry for God that God's just moving. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just want to see those movements. Yeah. Those moves of God again. You know? Yeah, 100%, man. And, like, that's that's a big thing that I think is important as well, not just even on a Sunday. A thing I yeah. love from, like, from my past is looking back on times where we've just had people come over to our house and like we're just sharing a meal we might be playing some board games and stuff but someone just gets a guitar yeah. normally it's actually a producer over there yeah that's it he gets his guitar <laughs> out and he just starts strumming away and then he just starts doing a worship song and then people just start singing and we're doing mm. that for like an hour and a half yeah mm. and then someone will bring out a bible pray and those like impromptu moments mm. is like that's what a hunger and a, and a thirst 100%. for god Mm-mm. looks like 100%. is it can't just be structured to your Wednesday night Bible study, yeah, and your Sunday for an hour and a half. Exactly and that's right. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I reckon we can we can be on fire for God, and it doesn't have to be like full on. It can yeah. just be you know like catching up and just sharing about God. Exactly what he's doing right. In your life. And like it's really good that you're actually reaching into these other practical elements of life yeah. as well, because those are t- those are areas of your life that could be really compartmentalized, you know, yeah. sort of thing. So you know, you 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 know, you're doing your 
I don't know, buying a house or something, you're an absolute dog, but you come to a church and you're a saint. You know what I mean? So it's it, it's good to sort of say, this is how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Bring some Holy Spirit into these activities. In fact, we're Christians 24-7. We're convicted yeah, Christian it. community. We're right? convicted Christians 24-7. That's right, I'm subscribing. So that's, that's a really good, yeah. you know, and also because it's so not talked about, it's just missing in a church, right? You know, how to do these, you know, real life skills and yeah. important things. So... For someone with a bit of life experience to yeah. come together, you know, not only yourself, but then, you know, involve other people to come along, have some experience to actually talk about. Yeah. That'd be great. Yours <laughs> <laughs> <was> truly. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's some ideas that you have and a vision for ministry. Yeah. Mm. And what was the other one? You said there's a vision that you have for... For life. I think like for what God's doing, for sure. I just think I want to get to that point where I don't even have to get paid by a church. Mm. Like, yeah. I want to be in that point where I'm so diligent with the small that I can live off of like a passive income yeah. and then just do ministry 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's that's what we're trying to do. That's, yeah, well. we're, we're, getting into, <laughs> we're, we're getting into Christian hustles. Which I reckon actually <laughs> yeah. we're going to do a podcast on that because yeah. I think there's blessing in it. For, for all of us, like you've shared like you, yeah. your past, but also in that God's blessed you by by bringing your family to Australia yeah. and living in this country. Mm. And all of us have had some education, yeah. you know, have had the ability to to do something with our lives. Mm-hmm. I think most Christians who live here have that. And there's a real blessing that you can do to mm. use that well. Yeah. Like, and look, as messed up as it may sound, like all those times when you're like sinning and, you know, living your own ways and those kind of things, there is still acumen that God is still bringing up in you to actually give you, yeah. you know, give you, give you a gift in that area. So you come from a, a family of jewel merchants, which sounds so Disney, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, Disney Pixar, like, like up this story. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then you're, you're like, you're, you, you did some business, really like selling drugs is also business. You, you're hustling with probably one of the toughest demographics of people, right? Um, actually, like there's an industry that uh, that's being pretty much led by this Christian dude and uh in our city and he had a like an underbelly experience when he was much much younger yeah right. so when it comes to the real world dealing with very civil people it's doing business right. to him it's much easier yeah there's right. no guns involved so how yeah. easy is this dude? you know he's he's, <laughs> so he's he's going out there and he's doing deals and like and obviously because of his like experience he's now going back to prisons to like preach to the people yeah, which i well. find extremely encouraging as well so yeah um I think, you know, even in times of darkness, God is like, you're, you're not beyond God's sovereignty and overarching yeah. love mm. in that. And I think that's incredibly encouraging about your story. Mm. And, and I have so much hope for the vision that God has put in your heart because, because of the, the wacky background that you come from and the way that God has gifted you through that and the way that's going to spread out into, yeah. into basically the void of, you know, bread and butter Christian culture. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But you know what I also love about what you're saying? is, you know, when you talk about how you want all different types of people, it's like you go, Yo, you don't need to have this crazy past yeah. to come to God. Mm. Like you could have grown up in, you know, middle, upper class family, gone to a really nice school, your parents are Christian, you know, all of that jazz. You know when people yeah. tell you, Mm. Tell me a Christian story, and I'm like, oh, I just grew up in a in a Christian family, mm. and I became Christian. It's like that's amazing. Yeah, if so you were a lost soul that has been saved, yeah. heaven is rejoicing. Yeah, and so are we. But yeah. even on that, because I reckon there's listeners out there that have grown up Christian their whole life, yeah. right? Yeah. 
and they feel the need of, man, I wish I had an awesome Christian story. story and yeah. They feel that pressure because there's so many conversations I've had after when people hear my story, they say, man, I wish mine was like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My response to that is, I wish mine was like theirs. Yeah. yeah. Well, I grew wow. up in a Christian mm-hmm. home. Yeah. So say that again, man. Say that again. So I wish my life, I wish I was brought up in a Christian home yeah. without yeah. these experiences. Mm-hmm. And I know these experiences shaped me. But I would have done anything to be in a like a loving Christian home. Yeah, yeah. Wow. and you would do anything to put your next generation 100%. in a loving Christian home. Exactly, mm. right. Hundred exactly. percent. Yeah. So whenever someone tells me, "I wish I had a story like yours," I yeah. say the exact same thing back to them. I wish I had yours. That's story. great, man. Mm. That's really awesome to hear. Yeah. Like, wow, from, from someone who's had yeah. you know a story like that. Hundred percent. So. so all stories end up leading to Christ are amazing. Yeah, mm. heaven rejoices. Hey, eh? mm. how can we be praying for you? Yeah, praying. I think just pray that I'm always being God-led because if I'm being God-led, then I can operate with what God's wanting to do. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think the, the hard thing with ministry, it's we're still people, we're still imperfect, and you know, there's, I'm going to hurt people along the way that I'm not trying to hurt. I'm going to say things that I'm not trying to portray, and mm. I'm going to do things that you know I'm not going to be 100% perfect. Mm. Yeah. So I, my prayer is I can just be 100% God-led and in God the whole time. Yeah. Fantastic. Amen. Amen. A man after the Lord's heart. Mm. That, that should be our prayer. For Let, let's let's pray, gentlemen. Okay, yeah. dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for Camilo and and the way in which you have made history in his life, and and the way um, that he's gearing up to make history, make, make your history in so many other people's lives as well. Um, we give you so much thanks that uh, this man um, seeks after your heart above anything else. I pray that. Um, the, the, the the pillar of cloud, the pillar of fire will guide him um, along his journey, that he will know when to step forward, he will know when to stop, um, and all according to your amazing plan and glory. And I just pray that whatever um, this man sets off to do um, within your care and sovereignty, that it will be prosperous and successful. I pray um, that all throughout this process, Camilo will remain humble and wise. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Father God, I just want to add on to that, Lord. We pray for his ministry and what you've got planned for him. Lord, continue to bless him, continue to guide him. Lord, may he every day have that strength in you, in him, Father, and keep having him to to have a heart that that seeks you, Mm. to be a man after the Lord's heart, just like David, Lord. And that's our prayer for Kay and for me and for Josh. And for all our listeners out there, mm. Lord, I also want to pray and bless uh, the the other work that uh, Camilo is doing, Lord. May you mm. bless him with uh, an income stream and some finances that he can support yes. himself, Lord. And then in that way, to be a blessing to to those around him, Lord, mm. to, to not have to rely on the church, but to be, uh, be able to give back to that church, Lord. Bless mm. that ministry. Bless that uh, business, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Brother, thank you so much. Thank man. you so much for being here. Well. Thank you so much for being Appreciate here. Hey, uh, to the listeners, prayer isn't just our job. Yeah. Okay. So everybody has heard the story. I, I, I believe God has made this option. You've invested, what, the last 45 minutes of your special <laughs> special time. time to listen to us uh, have a yarn um, have a yarn please mate. please pray for this yeah. podcast please pray for this man Camilo yeah. um, and uh, it's kind of like that TV show yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. right? pretty much yeah. we're just so, that 21st century TV yeah, show yeah, yeah exactly so, so um, it, it is an Australian podcast but it's yeah. kind of similar to a, a Chilean TV show yeah. <laughs> that's it yeah. and that's I reckon, how, that's I reckon how we, we can finish up with uh, playing some of that music yeah, we're, we're, yeah if we're for that yeah that's not Oh, CCC. Subscribe. We out. See you next time. <laughs> See you next time. Peace.